0: With us today is Mario Economo, a banker from London, Zurich, uh, New York, and uh, lives in Europe and one smart guy. And uh, Mario Economo, give us an update. What's going on in Europe? There's, there's so many things going on. We'd love, Americans would want the European perspective.
1: Yes, good morning, uh, Cats Roundtable. So the big news this week, of course, is the uh, ongoing banking situation, uh, both in the U.S. but also now in Europe and specifically in Switzerland with a bank called Credit Suisse, which is a very large bank in Switzerland. Um, the Swiss uh, na- National Bank went ahead and provided uh, funding of roughly 54 billion U.S. dollars Uh, for liquidity purposes to that Swiss bank the initial reaction was good the shares bounced back however the next day the shares actually pulled back again and this raises a very interesting question when anything that involves banks uh, comes up and that is the issue of confidence the principal thing that drives banks is confidence the confidence that people and markets have in them if that confidence is eroded for any reason A number of things can happen which are usually not good for a bank and for the banking system uh, in broader broader terms in an economy. So it would appear that the reason the shares pulled back is because people now are asking, was the $54 billion enough, or is the bank going to need more money?
0: Well, it's interesting that you say that, uh, because uh, uh, our Treasury Secretary in the United States, uh, Yellen, uh, said on Friday afternoon, late Friday afternoon, uh, that uh, uh, they're not going to bail out any uh, uh, additional banks. Uh, so, again, that makes everybody's uh, uh, everybody scratching their head. What does that mean? Uh, and the other a big rumor uh, is that uh, Bank America uh, is going to take over Signature Bank on uh, on Monday morning, and but there's other uh, uh, other rumors are coming by that there's as many as eight bidders for bank, uh, for for Signature Bank. So uh, uh, let's go on. What else do uh, uh, you want to tell the American people about Europe? Well, uh, we also
1: saw uh, last week that the European Central Bank, Ms. Lagarde, actually went ahead and increased interest rates by 50 basis points. This was actually rather surprising and alarming to many people. I suspect she did it because she believes and wants to show that there is not going to be uh, a situation with the European banks, that in fact they are on much more solid ground than they were after the 2008 financial uh, crisis. Uh, It's true, the European banks are much stronger than they used to be, but I'm not sure raising 50 basis points uh, for the interest rate at this stage makes sense, principally because it's only going to create a situation where loan repayments on variable loan rates, which many mortgages in Europe are driven by, are going to go up. That compounded with the food price inflation and the energy inflation that people in Europe are seeing will eventually lead to more defaults which is only going to create more headaches.
0: America, in America, as I predicted, uh, crude oil went down to $65 on Friday, and, uh, which will eventually lead, and there's a lag period, it will lead to uh, uh, lower uh, uh, food prices and lower gasoline prices, and inflation goes away. So hopefully the American regulators that are coming out next week I was going to do the smart thing, and I called upon they should drop at a point instead of even considering raising it.
1: Yes, I don't disagree with you. Um, if, even if they don't drop at a point, if they don't actually do anything and they just leave interest rates where they are would actually be, in my opinion, a positive sign. However, if they do decide to do something like increasing the rates, they're going to run into the exact same risk that the Europeans are. There's one very important thing that you need to keep in mind. America is an energy producer. America is natural resource rich. America is a very large food producer. The European Union is not. It's not uh, a strong energy producer. In fact, it has very limited energy, and that's principally through its nuclear power plants. Uh, it doesn't have oil and gas. It needs to import those. Uh, food also and wheat have to be imported. So it's very difficult to co- to compare the inflation situation in the U.S. with that in Europe. I expect Mario, the situation. Mario, you're correct.
0: Mario, you're expect- correct. And, and, and the problem being, and you, you'll talk about this, it looks like China is creating new alliances uh, between Russia, Pakistan, India, Turkey, Iran, and Saudi Arabia, even though Turkey, a couple of days ago, said they are allowing Finland or Norway to enter NATO?
1: Yes, they're going to allow uh, Finland to enter. Uh, they are not prepared to allow Sweden at the moment because they believe Sweden continues to harbor uh, terrorists, Kurdish terrorists, and they want the Swedes to uh, return those people to Turkey Turkey, sorry, to be um, uh, tried in court. Uh, You raised an interesting point about China. uh, China's president is going to be visiting Russia and uh, President Putin on Monday for two days. They're going to release some joint statements when they're done. We know that one of the joint statements is going to involve greater economic cooperation, but they're also going to be releasing a statement which is going to call for essentially greater military cooperation. The one thing that the U.S. and Europe were hoping would never happen looks like it's going to, in fact, happen. Um, Adding to this whole headache with respect to interest rates, banks, the situation economically in Europe and in the U.S., we're now going to have to sit down and concern ourselves with an additional factor which is that of the chinese and the russians working together to break the economies of both the dollar and the euro um and that's an additional headache that i don't think that the u.s at the moment and definitely not the europeans are in a position uh, to have going on in other words an additional headache they're going to have to focus on If, if we look at france for example the situation there right now is very bad There are protests. Uh, The president in France, essentially by presidential degree, passed legislation increasing the retirement age from 62 to 64. He did this because he wasn't going to be able to secure the votes he needed in their their lower house of parliament in order to pass this legislation. Um, He has used this measure, his government has used this measure roughly 11 times, if I'm not mistaken, in less than a year that he's been president. That's not a good sign. Um, When presidents start running things by decree, Uh, and they start bypassing either a parliament or a congress, Uh, usually that means they don't have the support of the people, and good things never come out of that. So everybody needs to also keep their eye on what's going on internally in France. This will have an impact on the uh, European economy in a broader uh, sense. Uh, We also need to keep our eye on what's going on in the Ukraine, because Poland and Slovakia, if I'm not mistaken, have said that they are going to actually be sending jets. I don't suspect that the jets they're going to be sending are going to be very effective. I suspect the Russians will knock those out of the sky. And in fact, if I may, we're now seeing another situation. They're committing with
0: respect- suicide. Those those MiG jets are so old; they're, they're lucky to be able to fly them, and they're committing suicide for those poor pilots that are that are going to be flying them.
1: Yes, that's, that's true, but we've also seen something else now which is happening, and this is something both the Europeans and the U.S. and NATO, uh, which I personally don't have much faith in, but let's assume that NATO is a, uh, uh, is a force to be contended with. Um, the battlefield has changed. What we've seen in the Ukraine is a return to what was fighting during World War I. Trenches, people in mud firing alt- artillery, machine guns across no man's land, Very limited aircraft. The reason is because the S-300 missile systems are able to knock these planes out of the sky, so nobody is prepared to put planes up that they know they're going to lose, especially the Russians. We have seen use by the Russians of long-range missiles um, in order to hit certain targets deep into Ukraine. But on the battlefield itself, it's still hand-to-hand combat fighting. So all the things that we've invested in, we're going to need to sit down and and go back to the drawing board and see if, in fact, uh, in a future war between two large um, adversaries, uh, will we be able to use a lot of our new weapon systems or or are we going to go back to what was original fighting, trench warfare, machine guns, tanks, uh, artillery, um, and that sort of thing. And I think that that's, that's very important. One last thing I would like to say before I close today um, the, a commander in the Ukrainian army has essentially been relieved of his command. Uh, he came out and basically spoke up about the uh, number of casualties that the Ukraine has actually had. Uh, and he said that he is receiving troops coming to him from the Ukraine to the front lines that are untrained, uh, do not have enough ammunition, do not have enough weapons, and that they're essentially being killed in a matter of hours. Um, of course, the Ukrainian uh, uh, government did not support this and said it's not true. However, he has said that the number of casualties that the Ukraine has actually had are far larger than what's being disclosed by the Ukrainians. Um, and the it, people, even if we expect
0: people if, are dying. People are dying on both sides. Uh, and uh, this is a, a crazy situation that's going on. And I actually feel sorry for the for the people and the soldiers that are dying on both sides.
1: Yes, and and if you recall, we've been calling since this war broke out from day one that an agreement needs to be reached in order to stop the war. And we do have an opportunity in September in India at the next G20 for everybody to sit around the table and to uh, put down their thoughts and to reach some type of an agreement to at least reach a ceasefire in the Ukraine so that everybody can determine what the next steps will be.
0: Mario Konomu, thank you for the update for the American people, and we'll catch up again real soon.
1: Thank you, and enjoy your Sunday.